When you need your bank, Capital One is right in the palm of your hand. So you can check your balance, deposit checks, pay bills, and transfer money from your phone with a top-rated app. And when you're done banking, put it back in your pocket. A banking experience built around you and your life. This is banking reimagined. Get started online anytime. What's in your wallet? Capital One NA, member FDIC. The Adamite curse is what Joel Moker calls it. Man must work. Economists traditionally have treated work like an obligation, something you trade off for leisure, all of the stuff that you'd rather be doing. But work, as we know, is more complicated. It has meaning. We don't measure meaning in any of the data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, but it matters. This is Alpha Chat, a project from the Financial Times and the Road Center for International Economics and Finance at Brown University. I'm Brendan Greeley. In May, I went to Dallas for a conference organized by the Federal Reserve Banks of Dallas, Atlanta, and Richmond. It was titled Technology Enabled Disruption. Joel Moker was there. He's both an economist and an economic historian at Northwestern University. We played the hits. We talked about Karl Marx and Adam Smith. And we talked about how you make decisions as a society about new technology when it's better for most people, but tears a few lives apart. He is an optimist. He believes we're capable of solving any problem if we can come up with a good reason to bother solving it. I started by asking whether work needs to have meaning. Here's Joel. It's interesting. This issue, of course, came up in the 19th century. Karl Marx talked about a great deal about alienation. And I think he, of all people, grasped that Work has more than an income aspect, but it does, you know, it does have, in some sense, meaning. It does make people feel like they are participating in society, and hence, once you're divorced from that, you are. And that's the term he used. You know, alienation, verfremdung was the German term that he used, and that that is, you know, the correct translation. But what Marx was looking at was a, a transformation that really hasn't been sufficiently appreciated. And that is that, you know, before the Industrial Revolution, the vast bulk of people worked but had no jobs. And the concept of a job and the concept of work tend to be often conflated. And when people talk a great deal about what will happen to jobs, uh, what I keep forgetting is that, you know, people who have jobs work, but not everybody who works has a job. We have still a considerable part of the labor force who's self-employed, who don't answer to anybody and who determine their own hours, their own location of work, and so on and so forth. Now, before the Industrial Revolution, that was the majority of people. People were farmers, or people were artisans, or people even were in the service industries, work for themselves. You know, even a teacher would work from his or her home and have students come there. A doctor would practice medicine from their own home. I mean, this notion in which we all work for large organizations like universities or hospitals or big department stores, those are all 19th century develop- 